This is a Lit Match production. Ooh, ah, that's hot. What are you going to do in Miami? Miami, do, baby. Do drugs? Yeah. Wear a bikini? Teddy Crane. This is a Lit Match production. (laughs) It surprises me every time. I can't wait for you to meet all of them. It's going to be I forgot. Honestly, the prospect of, like, meeting people. (laughs) I was getting a drink with Jackie, and uh, I was talking about Dungeons & Dragons, and I play Dungeons & Dragons with uh, two of the three uh lit match members and um uh I was just like yeah you know blah 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 whatever and Jackie was like is that the voice behind (laughs) (laughs) and I was like yes is that is that also the person I think it is yes amazing she gets called out on all of the other shows on the network because she's friends with all of us. Well, <laughs> this is the official first free live cams call out. Boo, boo, boo. Mary Helen, boo, we love boo. you. Boo, 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 boo. Mary Helen does all of our episode announcement art. And Nails it every, it time. every time. I, I at least have no involvement in that at all. And every time it's posted, I'm like, oh, it's perfect. Who does it? It's amazing. <laughs> It is exceptional. It's exactly our vibe. It. Tropical fuckboy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so real. Um, hi, how are you? We didn't do any catching up beforehand, really. Usually we at least uh, chat. This is just business. Um, I'm peaking, it looks like, but uh, we're just going to let it go. How's your game? Looks down. Feels fine. Looks <laughs> fine. That's okay. I can turn us down. I turned myself, for the last episode, I had to turn myself way up, and I had to turn you down a little. Um, we're getting there. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I had, it snowed today, and I had a surprise day off, which was funny only because, like, it flurried all day, and it wasn't even really warm enough to stick uh, and after having spent the last, you know, like eight years either in Syracuse or Vermont, like it was funny that I got sent home. Um, it was mostly because there wasn't anything to do at work, but like it was, uh, it was funny that I have a snow day. Um, I'm good. I had a really long week last week, uh, which is an interesting follow up because I just 20 minutes ago finished listening to the edits for episode 11. Um, and it's really funny because a lot of the things I talk about at the end of the episode um, were really present for me in the two weeks since we've recorded. Um, so it's strange mm-hmm. that I was so 
cognizant of it before it happened. It was a, uh, a strange reflective exercise um, because it's pretty much exactly two weeks later now. Today is December 14th. Today is December 14th. Um, I'm on... Uh, hi, my name is Haley. I use they, them pronouns, and uh, I'm on the precipice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, again, did not come up with an intro ahead of time, but I will be one year older in five days, I suppose. I don't know, I'm figuring a lot of stuff out. Uh, I feel like that's my intro every time. Hi, I'm Haley, and I'm still figuring it out. Um, it's only been 12 episodes, so it's not very long to figure it out. It's kind of my MO now, anyway. Always, Always figuring. figuring. What, I phrased it very well in my, my written bio. Yeah, somebody just slammed a door downstairs. I felt it in the floor. I hope you didn't hear that. Um, sorry. I heard it. Um, who are you? It's okay. Well. <laughs> Indulgent. Uh, my name is Jay. I use they, them pronouns. Uh I'm the MC of the Miss America pageant. I'm the captain of the Starship Enterprise, and I am Jenny Crane. <laughs> I've watched so much Boston Legal in the last four days; it's like a no, little it's bit beautiful. absurd. I, I, I've watched uh, 30 full episodes of television since last, uh, like Friday night. That's the only way to sure. watch Boston Legal. <laughs> it's so true. Just like. Really intensely and really compulsively. Alan Shore is the perfect man, and it's it's great. How was your week? This, that. Watching Boston Eagle is literally all that I've good. done. Uh, it was good. Work is winding down for the holiday, and a lot of the team is taking a little extra time off here and there, which is great. So I had a three-day weekend, which was really nice. And... Other than that, just fucking surviving. It's seven seven more work days until the holiday break, and we're off from the 23rd to oh, the 4th. Oh, wow. So it's like the weekends lined up really That's nicely really nice. this year. Christmas being on the Friday. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I literally, it was the first thought I had when I woke up this morning where I was like, I have seven more days until I get a break. I know that feeling. Ah. But it's good. Um, so it's tricky because my birthday is in four days from the date this episode is released. Haley's birthday is five days, four days from the date this episode is being That's very recorded. strange. <laughs> so we're in this in between. Wait, you're the. It's the nineteenth. It is the night. See, I second guess myself. <sighs> this has been free live cams. And go with God. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> this, this is it. This is the whole episode. Uh, no, I'm really bad at. God, I don't care. Birthdays. It doesn't matter at all. I know. I like to give other people a hard time, but like I also don't really care. Like. I like genuinely as as gay as it sounds like I don't really care about my birthday as long as you know my star sign that I'm, does like, sound gay as long as you can ballpark as long as you can ballpark it <laughs> I'm honestly I, uh, fine I 
time in, I don't know, I've never been like one to like really do something for my birthday. And I know we've talked about that. We talked about it a little bit last time. Um, and I have some, some wonderful, thoughtful people who have asked me if I would like to do anything. I'm like, I don't know. It's so strange. Yeah. And I have a big one coming up, which is 30. You are going to be 30. No, I'm just going to be 27, but I have nice friends finally. (laughs) That's so good. What are you going to do? You're going to be 30. Are we going to do drugs and do a headphone disco? Yeah, I yeah, drugs would be great. I saw a tweet the other day. I've been sending you tweets was, like that. I think it was um, uh, I think it was Danny and Grace True tweeting facts. at each other, being like, "The best thing about being on drugs is telling everyone you're on drugs." And I was like, "I would love to be on drugs and tweet about it." <laughs> um, I was thinking about that maybe literally today. I was like, "Oh, maybe like for both of our birthdays, like we'll do." Um, and um, listen to the girl talk album with the visualizer on. <laughs> What we should do is we should we should do it. Come like, here and we'll turn this thermostat in my apartment all the way up and we'll have a party. <laughs> I was like, yeah, or you could come here and we'll put it on all three. Like, we'll put it on yeah. every screen. Like, you, like, we'll put it on both of our computers, my monitor, my television, I'll bring my an iPad, iPad yeah. both our phones. <laughs> and I, like, we'll, we'll just... <laughs> Um, put it up everywhere and just turn no, all the we need to. Off. I I will like, I will link it in the show notes. But there's on YouTube. Uh, it's the only Girl Talk <laughs> album that's not on Spotify. It's all day. It's the most recent one, which means I think it's from like 2012. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> my sophomore year, somebody of like screen recorded themselves playing the entire album to the um, Apple Music. It's not Apple Music to the iTunes visualizer from like. 2009 and it's perfect um it's spectacular it was one of our first uh quarantine that was one of our first quarantine (laughs) hangs that was um you and took me uh some like to mcdonald's or something in the back of the car like randomly one day and i remember being in the back of the car being like this is the greatest music i've ever heard what is this and you guys were like you're a baby this is girl talk and i was like this is amazing what what That's how girl talk. That's how it makes me feel now. But I'm like, like, imagine hearing it for the first time. I there was a really cool girl. That's the story I just told. (laughs) 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 Who was? um, She was a. She was like three years older than I was when I was working, um, (laughs) retail, and. she like put it on in the back room one day and it like blew my mind like it melted my face you froze on facetime oh i've been making really good faces that whole time yeah 
So anyway. I heard the whole thing. That's it. Yeah. I was just summarizing. Oh, okay. What you all just heard is the redact sound because something happened and we had to stop for a second. That sounds so ominous. <laughs> I know it did. <laughs> Your internet got weird. Everything's fine. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, so yeah, Girl Talk Rules, this podcast sponsored by Girl Talk. Greg Gillis, if you're listening. Fact. You mean the world to me. So, some miscellaneous birthday talk as we kind of lead into today's episode, uh, which is kind of about aging and getting older and being an older queer person, being an older person in general, um, it's funny that you say that. I don't mean to start talking immediately. No, please. Um, we do have a podcast where we, we just talk to each other. So that's now, true. And now no, I was just thinking that like, I was like, I talked so much last time and I really want to hear what you have to say because you sound so prepared, but I'm so caught off guard by like an older queer person. I don't feel like an older queer person. Right. But I've only been out not that long. Yeah. I guess longer than I feel like now, but like, meh. anyway. Keep going. Sorry. Seven, seven years to be out is a while. But now for seven years, I guess. Right? Sure. Eight? Because yeah. it would have been... I like, I guess, yeah. It's funny. I like, I forget. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It Well, it feels funny, too, because there's been a second coming out. Oh, I've had so many. So the many. Second, the second coming out was a lot harder because it's still happening. When I, when I, when I was about to say when I turned by, uh, when I realized I was a bisexual person, uh, I literally was like, just started screaming it at all times, <laughs> like constantly yelling about it. I, we, I want to do a whole coming out episode some other time, but, uh, I, I was in a creative writing class and I wrote a story about a girl I had a crush on and another a girl who ended up also being queer we were doing like private share comment feedback whatever in class and she was like she's reading it she's kind of giving me the side eye and then we like became friends we had like never spoken before this class and then we like skipped class and went and bought sushi at the supermarket and ate it in the parking lot and she Checks goes out. hey she was, hey, can I ask you something? And I was like, oh, no, this is it. And she was like, is that story about you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I have a crush on a girl, and she's a freshman, and she's a dancer, and she's so cute. And uh, I have a type, I guess. I guess. Uh, but, yes, so... I, yeah, I was just like, I need everyone to know. I'm 17 years old, and I need everyone to know. That's how I felt, because um, I never felt that way about um, my sexuality at all. And I know that's, like, a personal choice, too, that, like, you know, my, and I've said before that, like, it's just, it's, I feel like it's my business most of the time. It's nobody else's business. Uh, but, um, which I can now separate from the queerness of my actions and presentation and the like gender identity aspect of it mm. because as soon as I 
was able to like hold on to the language of like oh like people use these pronouns and they identify as like outside of gender or um non-binary or whatever like i was like oh that's it and i know you've said that like i put it in my twitter bio and you saw it and like i didn't do that because i thought people would see it i did it because i thought people wouldn't see it but like it felt really good to just like do something whereas like and i guess also that's like the the circumstance of a lot of my that was something that i chose and the circumstance of of many of my other coming outs otherwise were not often things i chose as we Mm -hmm. just spoke about between you and i um between my other college girlfriend like other people were like oh you guys are like all lesbians together like that was never something i really chose and held on to yeah um because there was a group of us all hanging out and then you know like i don't know that's and it's something that has felt less sure to me also as like Mm -hmm. i've been constantly surprised by like oh i feel this way oh i feel this way oh and that too and all right okay like Whereas, like, this was just like, oh, no, that's it. Okay. Yeah, and I feel like what I was thinking about a little bit earlier today is, like, coming out as non-binary has been really cool because I I wonder, I mean, I there's, you know, all the discourse about people coming out younger and younger, both as trans and as queer. And I wonder if things would have been easier for me if it had been earlier I remember talking with Anthony once right before that's not an important point but thinking in the time of the time frame of our lives together um sure uh where I was like I think that if I had known what being trans was when I was 10 I would have transitioned in high school and gone to college as a man and I don't think that's what, like, it's it's been really interesting to come out as non-binary as an adult because I have a life that I love. Well, and there's also, all of your experiences still make you you, and that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think, like, making certain decisions can only happen at a certain point in your life. Like, I've always been a very afraid, hesitant, shy, nervous person, but I've always combat it in certain ways and I can sort of superimpose my queerness onto those experiences of my childhood and growing up and like who I admired and what celebrities I had crushes on and and who I looked up to in my life in general and I like it's been really interesting to be able to buy the clothes that I want to buy because I'm shopping for myself and I can afford them. I live alone. I don't have to, I live in a place where it's accepted to be the person that I am. Like, I don't think I would have been able to come out as, and even like, even coming out as non-binary still has been a really hesitant and nerve wracking process. Like I said, when I came out as bi as a 17 year old, I was just like, (laughs) but now I'm still just like, "Eh." (laughs) hello. (laughs) But like, at least I am not 
no one is trying to push me back into a closet right. because I live alone and all these closets are mine and they're full of my suits. There you <laughs> I go. Can't, I can't fit inside them anymore. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting because I, I also like, I just got on TikTok and I am crafting my feed. So it's literally just trans men, primarily trans women, and then also kinky stuff, uh, which we can talk about later in this episode if it comes up again. Uh, but I'm like watching these, like these videos and these pictures of these men who have like fully transitioned. And I'm, I'm having like, it's a little nerve wracking because I see it and I want it, but I also don't. And I think that if, it's nice to be old enough to be self-reflective and self-critical and be able to like like think about those feelings that I'm having and it's I it's because of you know I've been able to have all these experiences and experiment in certain ways um but yeah I don't know and it kind of all comes down to like something that I've been thinking about a lot is my oldest brother is six years older than I am and he is the person that I love the most on this planet. Um, both of my brothers are the most important people in the world to me, and, and my oldest brother and I are very close, and we're six years apart. And so I have a point of comparison, like, as we move through our lives. And um, I also, I like... I you're a youngest. I'm a baby. I'm the um, oldest. Oh. Oldest of two. Yeah, but it's... Not that that makes a difference, it but does, I felt like it was I an hear, important qualifier to make anyway. That, and I have had friends who are older of more, and I know that that does make a difference, but two of my, my closest friends are also old, eldest daughters, in quotes, and it's uh-huh. a very defining experience. Keep going. Yes, yes. Uh, so, eldest brother, very, like, played hockey, rock climber, tough guy, nice guy. But, like, fit guy. And uh, I always was, like, stealing his clothes and trying to be friends with his friends. Even when I was, like, 15, I would, like, meet his friends and be like, hey, you guys are my friends now. And all of his friends would be like, okay, like, you seem like a cool, like, young person. And Ryan would be like, stop. (laughs) Stop trying to steal my friends. And I would be like, I can't help it. I'm just so cool. But it was like, I don't know, it was just trying to, I've always been in a rush to figure out like who I am and what I'm trying to do. And that's like the interesting thing about birthdays for me is when I came to New York, I met a lot of people in their mid thirties who were like, when you turn 30, you'll understand what it's like to be an adult. And I was like, I've been paying my own cell phone bill since I was 17 years old. I... I know what it's like to pay bills. If that's what you mean by being an adult, I get it. I understand that. And, uh, yeah, so just sort of, like, being told. I've, I've always felt like 30 is the, the break where people stop telling you you're a young person. Like, you're a younger person, but at 30, you're no longer a young person. Yeah, societally, so I, like, I would, I would agree with that. I've always been in a rush. And it, like, I, like, so my older brother I have uh dated a number of men who are approximately that same age who all like 
Like some people I know who like through work who are married. Some people are single. Some people have kids. Some people don't. And so I'm always like, as I get older, I'm always tracking myself against those people. Um, 28 was a big one for me because when I was 16, I had a 28 year old boyfriend momentarily. And when I was 21, I was pining after someone who was 28 ish. And uh, when I got to 28, I was like, it blows me out of the water every uh time that I am that old. Because in my head, um, never mind, redact. Uh, Yeah, well, exactly. And it's like, I think that I always, because I always had a plot point, I think that was sustaining in a way that I don't really, I never really realized. Um, But yeah, I I always, I never really liked birthdays because it was never enough. I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I think for the first time, like, I kind of feel like I am a little bit. And it's, you know, I think it's a good, it's a good time to like reflect and look back and it's close enough to the new year where it's all kind of wrapped up in itself. Like for your birthdays, you were mentioning in our last episode, I still don't do any like big kind of dramatic reflections. Um, I, I this I'm interested in hearing your thoughts about this. I saw a tweet and I, I'll try to unearth it and link the person who tweeted it because I think I know who it is, but I can't remember. Um, and he tweeted something like, "Like people make fun of gay people for acting like children all the time and like staying out late and partying, but we act like juveniles because we didn't get to have an adolescence as the people we thought we were. A lot of us spent our adolescence." hiding or fighting or containing (laughs) pressuring ourselves to be a different person and um and i i think that's really interesting because now like i said like i have the money to live the life i want i live in a great apartment i live in the greatest city in the world i have a number of close queer friends that i want to be with um and so like it doesn't feel like a big deal because i feel like i've I'm not one of those people who is suddenly like, ah, 30, now is the time to change everything because I'm not in my 20s anymore. Like, I've been an adult for so, so much of my life where I'm like, fuck it, maybe I'm going to turn 30 and, and party harder. I like that. Also, <laughs> my friend Dan, who does a great podcast uh, called Dan Talks, he interviews cool people, um, Yourself included, if I remember correctly, yes? Yes, I was I was a guest on the podcast. Uh, his most recent episode, he said, um, 30 is the gay 50. And I literally had to pause because I was screeching. I was laughing so hard. I literally could not. And I've been, like, binging old episodes of his and have been, like, sending him a million Facebook messages. So I, like, kept it to myself because I didn't want to bother him. But I was like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I've- it's really good. I truly lost it. It was great. Anyway, so those are like all my thoughts. That's really what I wanted to talk about in the birthday sphere. It's like, oh wait, no, one more anecdote, and then I'll toss you the toss you the football. Um, on Twitter, I was or Tumblr, I was <laughs> self-flagellating, 
and reading through the Qsler hashtag on Tumblr. And one of the posts was like, LOL, have you ever just got told by an elder gay that queer isn't a slur? <laughs> and I was like, uh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I'm an out-of-touch older gay telling young people how to think. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so I've been thinking about that pretty much every day since I read it, which has been very painful. Um, I don't know. I'm not afraid of getting older because I'm not afraid of dying, which is why people are afraid of aging. I and, agree. Uh, I'm fucking hot. I'm better. I'm in better shape than I was when I was a teenager because I eat vegetables now. And You're um, I know. Thank you so much for the support and the love. And uh, I have a couple gray hairs, but they're like white hairs. You can't wait to I, go gray. I think it's going to be a pretty cool look. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm like... The older I get, the older men I can date, which is good. There you go. Because, like, you know, maybe a guy who's 45 just want to date someone in their 20s, but he'll date someone in their 30s. And I mean, and now like, that you're 30, you're pretty much 35. I am, my my little, a little tag on Facebook has said approaching 30 for the last few years, and now I think it's going to just say 35. Good. And I'm just going to leave it forever. Excellent. <laughs> be 35 forever for the conceivable future. I think 35 is going to be pretty good. I think these first these first five years of 30 will be pretty chill. But I think by 35, I'm going to like really have it together. I'll probably own my own home by then. I might just fuck off and move to Miami. I don't know. I've never been a, a five-year plan kind of man. I don't have that kind of... No, at all. Ever, you know, like how you're supposed to have like a five-year... Nah. I never thought I would live that long. Yeah, dude, that's... That's real. It's outside of my conception. That's the other thing about birthdays. That's uh, what I've been dancing around. <laughs> Go for it. I that's That's all. I have nothing nice to say. Don't say anything nice. Fuck it. What are you going to do in Miami? Miami, baby. Do drugs? Yeah. Wear a bikini? Denny Crane. Denny Crane. Literally, the suit game is so good. Okay. If if you all will excuse a, a divergence, just a really quick. So, when you're wearing a suit, when you're sitting down, your suit jacket is open. When you're standing up, your suit jacket is closed. My very favorite thing about Boston Legal is that James Spader, who plays Alan Shore, will literally stand up to say objection, and as he's saying it, he'll button his suit coat and then sit back down and unbutton his suit coat. It's just, mmm. I didn't know that. Oh, it's so good. It's truly... There was, there was a lot in that sound. I know. Because I, like, I want it. I want to be rich. I want to have nice clothes. And I want to fuck James Spader. That's my five-year plan. Sounds like a good one. So, what do you think? What do I think? Any, any of that you want to pick up and run with? I took some notes. Um... <laughs> I 
can I make any sense of them? Uh, as far as having, uh, like, been out younger, um, having both worked with and, you know, just been around both in schools and out of schools, some really incredible young people who uh, are so forward with their identities uh, is amazing. And it is one of the things that just constantly brings, brings me off and like, you know, like it is unimaginable to me um, because that's so far from the experience I had as a young person. Um, not that I'm not still a young person, whatever, but I mean like a kid, you know, like a, like high school um, and younger. Um, and, um, I don't know. It's interesting to think about because there really, I feel very strongly that there are two sides to that kind of coin, um, in that, like, you know, say I had known whatever earlier and been out and doing whatever, um, you know, what sort of possibility, would I have had, what sort of space would I be bringing into that? You know, what would I have, where would I be now? Like, you know, how much further would I be into my identity or whatever? Um, is certainly one, one thought of it. Um, and then the other side is it would have saved me so much like strife and suffering because I had such an awful, awful time growing up. Um, but, and I hate when people are like, oh, but hard things build character and experience. Yeah, they also destroy people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, and I usually, that's usually, I'm like, yeah, that's a fucked up stance to take. Yeah. But I also can't, like, I can't argue that like, I am who I am because of all of the things that I have been through. Yes. Um, and a lot of them are on, you know, things I won't even say because I, you know, but like, that's also why I am who I am now, um, which is its own issue. Uh, but issue is not the right word, but, uh, you know, there are two sides to that very strongly. I have no, no clear answer there. Um, and as far as your point there as like, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, Fags of fag experience, queers, gays, homos, um, didn't have an adolescence or didn't have the, the youths, the youths, they didn't have the youths, the, uh, the growing up or the, the experiences they wanted to have as young people a lot of the time. Um, you know, I certainly didn't for a, a number of reasons and in a lot of really different ways, uh, but I, you know, I can see that in myself also that, you know, the thirties, the new 50 or whatever that like, I'm having a hell of a lot of fun now. Um, and is that to make up for all of the time I missed? Maybe, but, uh, who am I to judge? And I thought that tied in with your other point. I don't know where that was coming from. You were talking about your brother and then you were talking about being like, oh, your brother's friends being friends with boys. Um, which is something I think is really interesting. Also, all of his girlfriends are super hot. So they were just like a very good looking group mm-hmm. of people that I wanted to be 
in the mix with. Good. That's cute. Um, but I had always been, uh, you know, like I've had a lot of, ow, a lot of really shitty friends, but I also, um, a lot of the people who I counted as like good friends along the way, um, were all boys. Um, yeah. and like very, very young, all of my closest friends were boys until boys and girls weren't allowed to be friends anymore when we were like seven or eight. Um, and then, um, in high school, a lot of, I was friends with a bunch of girls I had classes with who were really awful to me and shit, but like the people I spent a lot of time around after a while ended up being my brother's friends, um, who were all, my brother's a year younger than me. Most of his friends were a year older than me, but, um, it was just like boys. It was a bunch of boys, guys being dudes, boys being boys, hanging out. Um, it was funny as a, a note to you saying you used to still, you know, borrow your brother's clothes or whatever. I wore my brother's, uh, like basketball shorts a lot for like gym, which yes. like is hysterical. Um, it's very, very good. It's very funny. My brother is like easily six, two and I am five, six and a half when I'm stretching. Um, it's really funny. His big, like Nike gym shorts that I could put a bottle of Gatorade in each pocket. They're so big. Um, <laughs> And then um, later on while you were talking, I realized, too, that, like, right now, um, you know, I, I do have some very close friends who are, are female people, are ladies, uh, however they choose to, whatever. It doesn't come up. But, like, a lot of the people I spend my time around are uh, boys. And I love being one of the boys. Love boy energy. Love them. It feels good. Uh, and I know we talked about some point a long time ago and it'll probably come up again in terms of um man woman male like he uh i'm just gonna start saying words um Good. yes man and woman and like boy and girl and uh mask and femme that was the other place i wanted to put it like i don't really feel a lot of things uh that way a lot of the time but i do mm -hmm. feel like boy sometimes <laughs> feels nice feels good mm -hmm. um that's what I have to say about that. I really feel like I'm not making a lot of sense today. You say that, but you always make sense. I appreciate it. Um, those are all the notes I have. Then it says, quote, 30 is the gay 50 again. I don't know. What is, so we talked about birthdays a little bit. I have, like, I can keep saying miserable things about, like, things that have happened. I don't know. Ah, oh. I got nothing. You had a whole plan. What else no, do you have to say? I, I don't know. Mostly, I mean, a lot of that. Talk about I, being an old gay. What's it like being an elder queer? I interrupted you before. Dude, I've been out for 13 years. That's a long time. Do you How feel like you've been out for 13 years? No. 12 years. It'll okay, be... still. But like, do you like feel like you've been like... No, wait. Let me think. It was... Okay. It was July 4th of 2008 because I graduated high school in the spring of 2009 that's right and uh, I was out for my whole last year of high school so what the fuck did I just say you've been out since 2008 and this year is 2020 so 12 years it's about to be 2021. 
It is. I was doing 30 minus yeah, 17 whatever, whatever. math. Good enough. Yeah. So 12 and some years. 12 and a half years. Uh, That's a long time. It's a middle schooler. Know, yeah. Yeah. There are some fifth graders who were like born the day that I came out. That's no, like a seventh grader. Seventh grade. Yeah. It's bad math again. It's because I'm gay. So I play Dungeons and Dragons. It forces the gay people to do math. Anyway, uh, yeah, so seventh graders who were born the day that I came out. That's fun. That's kind of a fun metric. Um, you know, what the crazy thing is that, like, it's never been a big deal. That was sort of my reflection on on having been out that long, not that I have not been out that long. Uh, and then the difference between the sexual era, sexuality and gender coming out. Not even, yeah. even combined now. And that's a huge part of who I'm around. But, like, yeah. just not a big deal anymore. I've been the gay friend. I am the gay friend. And now I'm just me. Because I, I feel like it was a big deal in 2008. It was a huge a, deal. To be a high schooler coming out as bisexual. I can't imagine. There, I, there was a, there was. It was such a big deal. I was so repressed. I didn't speak for a year. Like, I have the crazy like. So I've been listening to a New Zealand show called The Male Gaze, and it's G A Y Z. Excellent. It's very good, and they're talking. They're just. It's like they're just talking about stupid gay shit. But one of their um, their first couple episodes is the should have known series those are funny i like those uh and i feel like looking back it's like a, a million different things so like i i feel like it used to be a big deal though like i feel like i never came out because i never was in the closet which is such a privileged and delightful thing to say which is like that is how i feel about my gender absolutely which is part of to me, that's what makes my gender coming out feel more challenging because I so confidently knew who I was. It just took me this long to find the language to describe it. That, like, I don't know. It. I, I wrote down something. It's going to be unrelated. It was going to be a point no, about something No, I like else, that but because that's, it's, it's. It's interesting to hear you say it that way because I feel kind of the opposite that like I still feel the way I am, you know, and only recently, you know, uh, not growing up or whatever, but that like I act the way I acted yeah. and now I have words so other people can make sense to it, mm. make sense of it. Like it feels the same to me. It feels better to me because it's not as confusing for me or anyone else. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the words are for other people and I just get to be me now and it's not as weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't have come to that conclusion myself, but I totally relate to that. I, um, my very favorite song of all time, like the song I want to listen to on my deathbed is Tangerine by Led Zeppelin. And, um, the, one of the lines in the chorus is, uh, I was her king. She was my queen. And my like elementary school best friend put the lyrics in her like AOL bio if you recall that, you, it might have 
I don't. I hate they, to sound like they existed at the same time as me. I was not allowed to have that. Okay, that's what I was like. You may have just been off. My parents, by a my parents were too years. strict, but I am. I'm well aware. I fucking loved AOL Instant Messenger because I always had like. It's. I have so many. Actually, friends. honestly, when it was already outdated, I used to uh, talk to a girl on that when I was in like high school because my mom didn't know I had had one for like music transfers. Good. Uh, so she put the lyrics in her bio and she switched the genders and I remember being so angry at her being like what does it matter like people get what you're talking about and I look back now and I'm like "Mm, fag (laughs) but it's like I always knew like I because I love boys I love boys. I always have, and I always will. I was, like, a very horny teenager. Like, love boys. So starting to like girls was never an issue. Where I was, like, sick. (laughs) I also love girls. See, that's so funny, because I had such a hard time liking anyone. And, like, Mm. I don't mean to psychoanalyze myself, and we can save that for another day. But, like, and I've said a million times, I know I said it before, that, like, Every time I'm attracted to somebody, it's a surprise to me. And, like, that is partially in in situation because there's so few people that everyone has been wildly different. Yeah. Um, but, like, I was not, I, I wasn't doing anything with anybody. I wasn't. Oh, neither was I. I was no, just I don't thinking even about mean it fact, a lot. But I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I uh, you know, everybody, oh, who do you have crush on? Uh, nobody. No one. No one. Because it was, I was so afraid Everyone. of of who Everyone. I could be, you know, or whatever. I don't know. The entire cast of the Lord of the Rings film franchise, amazing Vigo. And then I was like, "Oh, Vigo, uh, what a dirty boy! What a nice <gasps> dirty boy!" I aspire to be a nice dirty boy. Ugh. But yeah, by the time you listen to this episode, my thirtieth birthday will be days away. Do you have any? Anything you want to do? I'm not going to make you do a five-year, but, like, what are you thinking about for 30? So, I think it's all going to depend on corona. I I would love, especially now that we're still working from home, and I've recently had a conversation with a superior about how our offices are not going to open until probably everyone is vaccinated, and we have no idea how long that's going to take. Um I would like to go to Prague for a month and live for a month in Prague um, or vacation for a month in Prague. I don't think a a month-long vacation will happen this year. I think things are settling in nicely, and um, I had some potential open time next year, but maybe not this year, which is good, overall good. Um, But, like, if we're still working from home, like – I truly would like to go to Miami for a month and work from home in Miami because I miss it and I never got to be myself down there. And I think that's part of it too. That might be fun. I spent a chunk of my mid twenties in a relationship with someone I truly cared about, but was traveling places and doing things as an alternative version of myself. And now I am, I think in my 30th year and beyond, like 
no more apologies, no more anything. Just like, I don't know. Like, this is who I am, and I, I would like to, I don't know. I, I think I, I have this stupid thing in my head where I'm like, I can either get top surgery or buy an apartment, but I can probably do both. I don't know. I think I think I would like to take a take a risk. I, I feel like I've spent a lot of my life like recovering from the trauma of growing up poor and now I'm finally like a rich man who can do what he wants. And um like I wanna get a beach house for my friends on the North Carolina coast and just like have a place next summer for a month. And if anyone wants to come out, they can come out. And if not, that's fine. I'll just pay for it by myself. I don't care. But like, that's the dream. When Ryan and I were there this summer, they're like these huge houses right on the beach. You like literally roll off the porch into the ocean. And I was like, I could probably kick it here for a while with some, some pals. That'd be kind of cool. Like put my microphone in a suitcase, like fuck it, whatever. Uh, yeah, I I want to be generous and extravagant. I want to buy stupid clothes. I want to own stupid things. Like, I'm finally the person that I've always wanted to be. And I don't ever want to apologize ever again. I don't want to be afraid of anything ever again. And to me, a lot of that means money. And I'm just like, I have it and I want to spend it. Good. <laughs> I've spent 10 years like really, really, really viciously saving, aggressively saving for some sort of self-fabricated goal. And I would rather go to North Carolina and buy a beach house for a month to fucking do drugs with my friends. <laughs> Sounds pretty nice. And uh, I think that's what 30 is going to be. Good. A year of generosity. I like that. Yeah. Excellent. I like this version of me. <laughs> <sighs> Excellent. Any last minute uh, birthday thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I really, I hear your your point about spending a lot of time uh, as someone you weren't, whether it was intentional or not, because I've done both of those things, uh, in that I was actively trying to be somebody else, or that that was who I thought I was at the time. Um, and I lost a lot of time to that, you know, I lost a lot of, most of college and most of time before that, and, um, it's been really new this year to try and uh having spent so much time in the the echo chamber of my own experience uh mm-hmm. being alone um to sort of feel out who I am with the you know with other people to bounce that off of you know am I who I think I am you know as uh who am I in this situation in that situation has been good work to be doing and I feel good about where I am in that and uh, 
I mean, again, I don't know what's coming for that. I, I almost just said when I turned 28, ha ha ha. Um, uh, for the next year and that like, I'm going to be out of a job in like two weeks. I am not going to stay in the apartment I'm in. Um, uh, but hopefully I will be in the same area and with the same people. And I know I said this last episode, but like uh, all I can really stick with is that like, this is the first year in, in literally as long as I can remember at all that I am excited for the, the year to come. So I don't know what it's going to bring, but I'm feeling better about it than I ever have. And you're going to hear all about it here on Free Live Camps Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We have some exciting things coming. Uh, My very loose pod musings for the year are really uh, digging into our our music account, our Spotify, our playlists. I'm having a ton of fun doing that. Um, And being able to dedicate a little bit more time to our actual content. and developing some some longer form series longer form more time us um some some multi-episode series some more I know, thought people out are looking at their watches like <clears throat> right um some more thought out content some uh i'm excited i'm excited to see what we can do together uh oh gosh as we come yeah. into the second year of pod uh if you're listening today it's january 26th it's not. It's December 14th. Wait. Hold on. January 6th is the day this episode releases. <laughs> um, so you made a big deal about your, your sign. Do you, know, do you know what your Saturn return is? No. So there's this big thing that they're like, Saturn like teaches like lessons, right? Um, and it's when it comes back to like where you were born and it like passes over it and it's supposed to like fuck all your shit up Uh and literally like between right now and the end of next week, I think it's, they like, it moves on the 16th and they touch on the 21st and a whole bunch of different things. But, um, something happens on my birthday. I don't remember, but it's, um, like the period of time that it passes through like the sign your, your natal Saturn is. And, like, it's supposed to, like, really enforce, like, all the lessons you haven't learned yet. And it happens a couple times in your life or whatever. One of them is between, like, when you're, like, 27 and 30 because that's just how it lines up. So Saturn is about to move from Capricorn into Aquarius. And if I was about to make bets, uh, I would say your your Saturn is probably in Cap because of just how old you are. Um, Because it's one of the outer planets, so it's, like, a generational thing. Um. And mine is in Aquarius, as are most of my friends. So we're all like, ooh, what's going to happen? And like, you know, sometimes if you do the work, like, you know, have have you been working on the right things? Have you been dealing with the right stuff? Like, maybe it could be good. Or maybe there's things you didn't know about. Or it's a growth experience. Like, it's not a bad thing. But like, is there anything, any big lessons you think you learned over the last three years? I was thinking about it when you were talking about uh, not having a birthday, but your sign before. And like... Uh, my comments in the last episode as to that having felt like I had quote, you know, like dealt with some of the past issues and was taking on new problems 
which have certainly, you know, that has been reinforced by the the weeks in between. Let's see, three years. I don't. I don't know that it's exactly three years. It's it's like well, between when you're 27 and 30, which is interesting. So three years. That would be an interesting time frame because of the end of my most recent relationship was just about three years ago. And the growth that has happened between breakup and now. Because I have been alone for longer than I ever have been. In a romantic sense. Sure. And have finally gotten the chance to like... And now I'm trans. Ta-da! Yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's the the work you did. I'd be curious to we can look at it sometime. Be single, turn trans. Do the opposite. Try it out. Who knows? <laughs> uh anyway, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 12. Uh yeah, this is it. This is free live cams for 2020. We'll see you on the other side. This is the other side. Fuck. <laughs> this is our last recording. We'll see you listeners on the other side, but we're on this side still. What's going to happen to us? We're going to keep doing ghost, what we're doing. Ghost pod. Ghost pod. Woo-hoo. This is nonsense. This is nothing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Lit Match Productions, for having us on the network. Thank you, Leah Eve Corbett, for designing our logo. Uh, I mentioned a lot about how Haley changing their Twitter bio and pronouns like really helped me come out, but also Leah's existence as a human being on this planet. Is encouraging to all of us. I would not have come out without you, Leah. Um, thank you, Zach, for composing our fucking bop of a theme music. It's such a banger. Your presence in my life is just so wonderful. Every time we get together, it's a joy and a treat, and you are such an amazing human being, and I'm so grateful that uh, fate brought us together and has kept us together all this time. I'll take a gratitude. I'm into it. You want me to say something grateful about you? No, 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 no. (laughs) I think it's a nice way to end. I'm not very into routine, but for a while I had been writing down like three things I'm grateful for and whatever. And like, I just think it's nice. It's nice to say thank you. It's nice to feel gratitude for the yourself and the people around you, you know? Totally. Uh, and you inspired me and I'm just going to keep interrupting you. This has been free live cams. <laughs> uh, Lit match. Thank you. Without you, we would be two clowns texting about starting a podcast true facts uh your support and efforts is so appreciated and we're so happy to be here uh check out lit match on instagram and online on instagram it's lit underscore productions and thank you to all our loyal listeners followers um find us on the internet Pay attention to us. Like my fucking tweets. For God's sake, please. It's all that I ask. I've never Um, asked for anything. As a birthday present, I want everyone listening to go fucking like a tweet. Anyone.
any tweet. It doesn't have to be a recent tweet. For any my tweet. birthday, I want you to Venmo me a dollar. <laughs> but um, I keep an eye out because we will be doing some special uh, year-end playlisting countdown type things. Fuck yeah. And uh, I don't know. The last 10 minutes of this podcast is just us doing nonsense. Yeah, this is not... Yeah, what's funny is this is going to release the first week of 2021, but it feels like the last week of 2020. So enjoy it. Revel in it. Remember a week ago when it was still 2020 and you felt fucking horrible about everything? Hopefully this brings you back, but up and out of that feeling. This is also nothing. I'm just trying to figure out a way to sign us off. Three, two, one. Bye.